I would like to take our text tonight from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. That's Joshua 24, 15. And, it, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you ye will serve, whether the gods which your father serve that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Question for you tonight. Who are you serving right now? Or who will you serve for the rest of your life? Or who will you choose to serve for the rest of your life? Yeah, in the, in this account, uh, in the final years of his life, Joshua want, call all the children of Israel together again. He wants to, uh, um, remind them or, you know, help them to recommit their lives to the Lord. He wants to make sure that they still remember what, uh, God has done for them, that God has brought them out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, with all those many years. He wanted to remind the people that they are in the promised land now because of the Lord. All of us here are now because of the Lord. I'm here now because God lead me, because God, what God has done for me. And um, so he wants to make sure uh, that they recommit themselves uh, to live the life and serve the Lord and only him and nothing else. So right there and then he set a reminder for the children of Israel. As I was reading this, you know, we all need a reminder, especially me. You know, um, some, all of us need a reminder to wake up in the morning. Some of us probably need a reminder that we still need to go to work. Yeah. And, uh, we need a reminder to take our pills, you know, to do this, to do that. But I think some of the more important one are, uh, some of us need to be reminded to let go of our burdens, yeah. give it to the Lord, and let go of the past. The past is the past. Let it go. God has that. God took care of all that. And you know, a lot of time we need, you know, I do myself, I need a reminder that God is good, that God is faithful, that he is always there for me, no matter what, no matter what I go through, no matter what anybody go through, that he is faithful to deliver me through that. So it doesn't matter where we're at. So, um, you know, and I, I also, back in, back my old day when I doing that, you know, book thing, we need to make a reminder so it become a habit, you know, like reminding ourselves to pray every day. When we first become saved, we need to remind ourselves, just like with the youth camp, what Brother Eric mentioned, we need to remind ourselves that we need to pray every day if we want to stay in the Lord. He will keep you. We need to remind ourselves to do our devotion. We need to remind ourselves to read God's Word every day. Because if you don't read God's Word, you will be, you know, tossed and turned by all other kinds of teaching that might not be true, that might not be God's Word, that might sound good, sound pleasing to the ear, to the ears, but it might not be God's word. So that's why we need to remind ourselves and, and to make it become a habit so we don't forget who God is and what God has done for us and what God has given us. 
Now, before all this, before this verse here uh, in Joshua 24, 3, um, the Lord told Joshua and said in 24, 3 here, And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiply his seed and have him Isaac. It was interesting to me in this account uh, regarding Abraham. You know, uh, he mentioned Abraham and what God has done for Abraham. You know, I realized when you read the, the verse before that too, Abraham's father never knew the Lord, never served God. They served idols. And his father's father didn't know the, the Lord also. They serve idols also. So why did Abraham chose a different path? What was so special about Abraham? What did, uh, uh, what made him different? Because, uh, he heard the call of God. He heard the Lord, the Lord's voice and he recognized it right away that this was the one true God. You know, because, uh, in Genesis, go back to Genesis 12, 1, is this, now the Lord say unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. So again, Abraham recognized God's voice and he listened to God's voice and obeyed. And, you know, it probably is hard from when your, let's say, parents do certain thing a uh, certain way for so long and then you start to go against the grain or break out of that mold to serve who you believe to be a true God. And you know in your heart all these time that what they were doing was not right. There's something, an inclination, something in your heart you know that you know, Abraham knew that it wasn't right. This wasn't the one true God. So he obeyed the voice of God and he took his family and left his home, his mother and father, his kin, all that he had, he's probably, you know, in a sense, got kicked out from his country because, you know, he, he didn't want to serve uh, the God of his father's fathers also. So he chose to go against the grain and uh, he didn't want to do what they were doing because he knew in his heart it was wrong. And, um, and he knew that it wasn't right for him. So, and... Tonight also, are there things in our lives that we've been doing for so long that could be questionable or could be wrong? Or do we have certain things in all cultures or our family cultures or our history or our father or father's father doing that we need to let go of and follow the direction of what God called us to do tonight? I mean, there's a... Many things, and I'm not going to go, I don't, every family, everybody has their own history of what, uh, that a certain tradition that's been passed on from generation to generation, but it doesn't mean they make it right. So, you know, I had a, a similar experience, uh, regarding tradition and family. You know, as most of you know, I grew up, well, I went, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, when we came to America, you know, I realized my mom was Buddhist, right? So uh, every, I think, Saturday morning, she would make special food and made a little table in 
the corner of the house or wherever we live in an attic or something, a nice little tablecloth and a picture of you know, an idol or a Buddha or one of the gods, and she would offer the food to it and lit some candle and, you know, and those foods sure looked good, but I don't think we could ever have them. So it's for her god at that time. Um, and we get to eat other food later in the day. I don't know what it is, but the other food was more tempting. But, you know, uh, because of that, I, uh, I always felt uncomfortable every time. See, you know, I didn't know who God was yet. I didn't know who Jesus was yet. I didn't know who the true God was yet. But as a kid, you know, uh, almost teen, preteen, teenage year, uh, I knew it wasn't right. It was uncomfortable every time she do, uh, she did that. But you know what? She didn't know any better. She was taught that, I'm sure, from her mother and from her mother's mother all to do, to worship uh, uh, this, you know, false god. So, and, you know, to me, again, it was uncom- uncomfortable and it wasn't right. And I knew it. And she usually would ask me to, you know, just bow down and, you know, in front of the, the picture and the food and stuff like that. And I always give her a reason. Uh, I can't, my knee hurt or something or whatever. And, you know, she, and she wouldn't force me to do it. She wouldn't say, okay, no, you have to do it or you won't get in trouble or you won't get to eat or whatever. And I'm thankful for that. Now, just because, you know, an idol doesn't have to be some kind of image of a false god or whatever. It doesn't have to be made out of gold. It doesn't have to be golden. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything significant or big that you go down and bow down like just, uh, you know, Daniel and his friend had to do. Uh, an idol could be anything that you give most of your adam admiration to, something that you give most of your reverence to in your daily life. Some of us, you know, especially in today's culture, there's a lot of things that uh, many people give their admiration to or give or commit their life to or wholly trusting in. So an idol doesn't have to be a, a golden image or a big statue or a picture or something you bow down to, but something that you commit your life to wholly more than anything, holy as in H-W-H-O-L-L-Y, I think, right? But, uh, and or something that you give your most uh, admiration to. So that's what is an idol. And for us, that's what it was. But, uh, you know, I believe God created, well, I know for a fact God created us in his own image, right? And uh, he gave us life. He gave us the breath of life. And when God created us, there is a bond. There is a connection there. All of us long to reconnect, to bond with God. And that's why throughout uh, human history, in human, uh, we used to love watch documentary about uh, natures and uh, other uh, country out there, stuff like that. You know, that in every uh, uh, cultures, people, uh, humanity's always looking to serve something or know that there's, there's something bigger than they are, that something that is greater than who they are. They're looking to worship and looking to connect to. But uh, not many people or many culture out there get the, uh, the, the gospel given to them. But humanity, because of the creation that God, because God made us, we longing for that connection. And we're always looking for something to reconnect to God. And I'm thankful that we know 
that you know God is the the true God that He sent His Son to die for us, and that that we can have life. So now the unfortunate thing about let's say in our country in our city is, you know, once we, we become too civilized or we think we're too intelligent, that we try to reconnect into something else. And a lot of time it becomes possession or a materialistic thing. Or in a lot of time it's uh, our own self. A lot of time we, we try to say, well, we are the master of our own fate. We are have control of our own life and our own destiny, which is uh, not true. Yeah. Uh, and people want do whatever want they want to please themselves, their own needs and their own desire. And uh, nobody... Uh, not a lot of people want to be subject to somebody else or want to be told what to do by anybody else uh, whatsoever because uh, we want to be the master of our own faith. So um, and um, so back to Abraham, what set him apart from his family, from what he was doing? Again, he recognized that voice of God and that God was calling him and he knew it was the right way to do it. You know, just as Abraham listened to God, he walked away from his old life, his family, his culture, uh, his habits, his land, and uh, his old habit, and start a new path uh, toward Jesus Christ. All of us has that opportunity tonight to walk a new path toward uh, Jesus Christ. We have to put away our old self whatever we were before and commit our life to Jesus Christ you know because God uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you know tonight what path are you taking taking are you walking toward heaven or are you walking toward the opposite direction you know when I said that, it remind me when uh, Brother Bill McKibben at last year's last camp meeting roundtable, I think he was quoting one of his uh, pastor or minister. I, I like the quote. It, it sticks with me. He said, you know, uh, I think he said that uh, he'd rather be at the gate of hell walking toward heaven than be at the gate of heaven looking back and walking toward hell. I, I like that, you know. Right now, we are so close. Jesus is coming back soon. Are we looking back or are we looking forward toward heaven? Are we walking toward heaven or are we looking back? So tonight, are you listening to the voice of God? Are you hearing his calling? Are you saved? Have you put away your old self, your old life, your old habits, and become a new creature in Jesus Christ? If not, tonight... It's the night to do it because God is sending his son. Jesus is coming back soon. And once he comes back, it will be too late. And we do not want to be left behind in this world and has to deal with all that that's going to be going on. And if you want to uh, know more about that, you know, uh, read Revelation. It's uh, kind of a scary uh, time. It scares me. Revelation, you know, when I was young growing up, that's what, one of the reasons why I got saved. I do not want to go to hell. Of all the things that I've gone through, all the things I've seen, evil is real. 
hell is real. And I know for a fact that God is real. And that's why I gave my life to him. And I want to serve him for the rest of my life. And I would recommend that you'd, you would do the same thing. And the song of invitation is 285. Why don't we come and pray?